Welcome to Access Utah. I'm Tom Williams. As you know, the U.S. Supreme Court declined yesterday to hear same-sex marriage appeals from Utah and four other states, letting stand lower court rulings that allow gays and lesbians to marry. The Tenth Circuit Court of Appeals lifted the hold it had placed on same-sex marriages in Utah and four other states. Utah Governor Gary Herbert and Attorney General Sean Reyes said in a news conference that the state would abide by the law. And indeed, about an hour following the Supreme Court uh, announcement... Uh, Marriage licenses were being issued by county clerks to same-sex couples. Uh, Jim DeBacchus, who we'll hear from uh, later in the program, uh, says that this is good uh, for Utah. LGBT families no longer uh, uh, be second-class families. The uh, others are decrying the decision. Bill Duncan from Southern Institute uh, said he was deeply disappointed that the high court failed to correct the lawlessness of floor courts that have deprived people of Utah and other states of their ability to protect the idea that children are entitled to be raised by a married mother and father. We're going to get reaction from Governor Herbert. Also, we'll be talking with Bill Duncan of the Southern Institute, State Senator Jim DeBacchus, and Derek Kitchen, whose name was on the lawsuit involved in Utah. The uh, lawsuit's named Kitchen v. Herbert. And that's one of the uh, suits that the Supreme Court uh, basically let stand in the version of the lower court, 10th Tenth uh, Circuit Court of Appeals in this case. And we want to hear from you as well. You can respond to upraxcess at gmail.com. What's your reaction? upraxcess at gmail.com. You can join us on Twitter at Utah Public Radio and on our Utah Public Radio Facebook page. And our phone number is 1-800-826-1495. We begin with Governor Herbert. I believe this audio also includes Attorney General Sean Reyes, their reaction at a press conference yesterday uh, to the Supreme Court announcement. The court has declined to hear that case and other cases similar to that in other states. I can tell you that I am surprised about this and disappointed I believe that the people deserve to have this uh, hearing taking place at the Supreme Court level to determine, you know, what is a significant issue of our time and have certainty uh, brought to the case and having the Supreme Court hear that and do that job I thought was appropriate to, to resolve the issue and give it some finality. Um, while I continue to believe that the states do have the right to define marriage and create laws regarding marriage. Ultimately, we are a nation of laws, and we here in Utah will uphold the law. To that end, I've sent out a letter to our agencies here that I've just uh, had produced, and I'll read it to you. Dear Cabinet members, as you're all aware, the United States Supreme Court announced this morning it will not grant certiorari. In the Kitchen v. Herbert case, or in any other case related to same-sex marriage, the effect of this decision is that the stay that has been put in place in Utah's case has been lifted, and Utah's laws regarding same-sex marriage have been ruled to be unconstitutional. We have also just received the mandate from the Tenth Circuit Court finalizing its order and lifting its own stay. Accordingly, each agency should conduct business today and going forward, recognizing all legally performed same-sex marriages. Please make adjustments to any forms or other processes as appropriate. If there are any specific questions that arise, please consult with the governor's office so we can work with the attorney general to resolve those questions. 
Uh, I've had that sent out, and uh, they should all be receiving that now as we speak. I'm sure there are going to be some questions that come up, and uh, we'll work through that as the process uh, allows it to take place. Uh, this has been, I'm sure everyone recognizes, has been and will continue to be an emotional issue for many people. But let me encourage the people of Utah, um, regardless of your personal beliefs when it comes to the same-sex marriage and this issue, uh, please treat each one of us, each other, with respect and with kindness as we transition through this new law. And with that, I'd like to turn some time over to our Attorney General for a few comments from him. Sean? Thank you, Governor, and good evening, or good afternoon, excuse me, ladies and gentlemen of the press. Uh, I, too, had hoped that the United States Supreme Court would take this case or another case to decide um, these important issues for the nation as a whole, but with their decision not to grant certiorari to any of the states or circuits, they have decided the law for Utah and the other states in the Tenth Circuit. We did receive correspondence from the Tenth Circuit and their mandate issued along with the lifting of the stay that had been in place in the Kitchen case. We've advised our clients, including the governor and his cabinet, and we've also sent correspondence to county attorneys and county clerks, um, much along the lines of what the governor has just read to you, that we wish that they and their team would, with all professionalism, make sure that they recognize all legal marriages and help all those in the process of making a smooth transition as our laws uh, transition as well. As I've said from the beginning, I think that this is an important and critical process for people uh, on all sides of the issue and all citizens of Utah to have clarity brought to this extremely and deeply personal um, issue. And I also believe, as the governor had suggested, that it's time for people of goodwill on both sides of the issue to come together now uh, and heal any rifts that had occurred. We are all Utahns, and I hope that we will exercise a great deal of kindness, caring, and understanding uh, one towards uh, each other. Thank you. That's Attorney General Sean Reyes, preceded by uh, Governor Gary Herbert. Their reaction at a press conference yesterday to the Supreme Court announcement that they will not be taking Utah's uh, case uh, or the other four states' uh, cases uh, that effectively... Uh, lifted the ban, 10th Circuit Court then lifted the ban that they had uh, set on uh, same-sex marriage and uh, marriage licenses uh, started being issued about an hour after the announcement from the Supreme Court and continue to be uh, issued at, at this point. Later in the program, we'll get reaction from Bill Duncan of the Sutherland Institute. We'll also have with us at the end of the program Derek Kitchen, whose lawsuit was one of those not ruled on by the High Court. In fact, the uh, lawsuit from Utah titled Kitchen v. Herbert. Uh, and we uh, bring in uh, right now uh, State Senator uh, Jim DeBacchus. Welcome to the program. Always a pleasure. Uh, a pleasure for us as well, Senator. Uh, so uh, I, I used to get into some of the specifics here, but uh, your general reaction. The general reaction is uh, one of ecstasy. It has been a long, long battle, and it is, uh, it's a wonderful message to send to LGBT families and particularly to the children of LGBT families to be able to say, 
your family is the same as every other family, and you are not a second-rate child. You are a first-rate child, and your family is a good, loving, caring family. That That's a good thing for Utah. There was a celebration, I understand, uh, last night. I, I assume you were involved in that. Yeah, celebration in Library Square. Um, we had uh, many people come out, many families, and uh, and enjoy the moment. Hmm. Uh, and I, I saw in the news you were you were involved in. Um, I don't know. It looked like you were performing marriages. You're involved there at the, the courthouse. My uh, my first two marriage ceremonies, and I think it could well be the last two. It turns out it's a lot harder to marry or marry people than one thinks. And I had uh, promised some people that I would marry them, and uh, I I think perhaps they're regretting that decision. <laughs> well, it looked like you were doing a good job, at least on the news there. Uh, so you and your partner married in that window, right? So it's you you're. Uh, I guess not, well, it's wrong to say you're not directly affected. I guess this solidifies uh, your standing, and you're you're not worried at this point that the Supreme Court will take this up and rule against you in the future? Well, we, uh, uh, my partner Stephen and I have been together 27 years in sin, and then we were 19 days married, and then the governor took away the marriage, and then... We the courts allowed us to be married again for a while, and then another court took it away. So we've been on a bit of a yo-yo, and um, you know Stephen, being the kind of guy he is, every time we lost a court case, I had to pack up and move into another part of the house. So it's it's just very nice now that this thing is settled, and I believe that it's fair to say that this this marriage issue is not. It is not going to ever be overturned. Hmm. Yeah, I've been uh, reading uh, the papers this morning. Several uh, law professors uh, are, you know, giving their opinion that the uh, the court, in doing the ruling or non-ruling the way they did, and and knowing that it would be very difficult to put the genie back in the bottle if they took this back up, essentially, in their opinion, this is it. The the court essentially, by not ruling, has ruled. I mean, if you. If you can imagine, uh, if you can imagine in a year or two or three when there is an appellate court that um, decides the other way, and they have all been unanimous, uh, if that were to happen and the court were to hear it, would the court really want to be in the position of taking by then 36, 40 states and devalidating marriages and families and adoptions and legal contracts and taxes. And it doesn't sound like something that the Supreme Court would want to do down the road two or three years. Uh, it would it would cause a lot of anarchy. So I think what's happened is the right step. I think it's a good step. And I think Utahns, you know, basically Utahns are fair, reasonable, decent uh, people that are very interested in families, and as they get to know uh, the gay families that are in every part of the state, as there's less fear and less anxiety, uh, they're going to come to understand that as when the state of Utah first allowed 
racial, uh, interracial marriages that, frankly, it's no big deal, and uh, life is pretty much going to continue on the way it was. The governor said that he was disappointed that the Supreme Court didn't take this up. He said the, the American people deserve to have this heard at the Supreme Court. Uh, though you disagree on the, on the merits of this with the governor, do you, do you agree? Do you wish the Supreme Court had taken it up and ruled officially? Well, there would have been more clarity, uh, certainly, if the Supreme Court would have said, uh, we're going to take it up. But I suspect what happened is that the um, conservative justices looked at Justice Kennedy's record in uh, in three LGBT issues, where he has not only been uh, the majority opinion, but written the opinion. They've been strong opinions, and they added up the votes, and it, the votes just weren't there. So they had to decide, all right, do we take this case now, and uh, do we put finality in the case and end it right here and now, affirming uh, uh, marriage equality, or do we want under some some scenario someday to have this be alive in another court? Um, and they, I suspect, decided that because uh, clearly the more progressive justices, you would think, would have been uh, in favor of, of deciding this. So. I guess historians will let us know one day what went on in the meeting uh, there, but for whatever reason, they decided to strongly send a message to the other circuit courts that this is the way we're going. You should probably follow along. We'll see if they do. What's the, uh, I guess there's euphoria, there's celebration. Uh, have you heard from any of the couples you've been talking to There are are they worried at all, or you know, about a, a future possible ruling, negative ruling, in their view from the Supreme Court, or or, or is that just uh, that's that's just out there somewhere, and not very likely? Yeah, we're you know we're we're people used to uh, to walking on a hot tin roof, and uh, the stability and the the recognition that we've given uh, that we've been given is is a good thing, and I don't see a lot of people. Uh, gnashing teeth over in the corner. I thought it was interesting over LDS conference that Elder Oaks made an almost prophetic statement talking about uh, the courts not going the way that they might expect and and how uh, we ought to act as a community. I thought it was a, a great message. And uh, I spoke to the, spoke to the governor uh, yesterday at some length, and we all agree that it's time to move on and um, with this issue being settled and start talking about education and cleaning up our air and what we ought to do to protect the great um, the great beauty of Utah rather than waste a lot more time on lawsuits and other things on this matter. So far, did, did the, the discourse you've heard, has, has it adhered to what Elder Oaks was talking about has, and, and the governor called for civility as well? Yeah, I mean, I think uh, when the rulings went uh, when the rulings went the other way, um, I think the LGBT community on the main was civil and uh, was um, you know you win some, you lose some, and I think uh, it's incumbent that we all gather around, um, even when we disagree. 
that is our system, and it beats a lot of systems where the final arbiter is a bomb or a bullet. And so even when we do disagree, uh, we accept it, and uh, we try to uh, to make changes in another way, perhaps. But decisions made, and uh, it's good for Utah families. Um, Senator uh, Lee, Senator Mike Lee, and, and uh, he represents, uh, you know, many, many others who have this viewpoint. He says unelected judges should not decide gay marriage. I think what he's talking about is... Uh, you know, the citizens of Utah, back whenever it was, uh, voted on Amendment 3 uh, with a pretty clear majority. And uh, now, uh, you know, judges have, have taken that away. What do you say to that? Well, that was in 2003. And if it's the polls were going by, more than 50% of the, the will of the majority of people, uh, the majority of people in Utah a slim majority, believe that there should be gay marriage, and they're overwhelmingly in favor of non-discrimination, and yet we have no non-discrimination against uh, in housing and in um, employment for LGBT people. So if it's the majority, uh, it's not working all that well. I would further say to Senator Lee that the guarantees of the Constitution are not subject to the whim of the majority. His right to have a religious freedom is not dependent on the majority saying, we like your uh, opinion, therefore you can have it. That's the whole reason we have a Constitution, to protect the minority from the majority. And so to say and to dismiss um, the, the placement of this fundamental right... Uh, of citizens to have their lives and have the same experience as everybody else, to say somehow that that ought to be voted on by a majority is very disquieting from a guy who's supposed to be a constitutional expert. Do we get to vote on his marriage as well? We're talking with uh, State Senator Jim DeBacchus on the program uh, today. Later on, Bill Duncan from Southern Institute will have Derek Kitchen, uh, whose name is on that lawsuit, Kitchen v. Uh, Herbert, uh, later in the program. And we'd love to get your reaction as well to the Supreme Court announcement that they will not be taking up same-sex marriage cases from Utah and other states. The Tenth uh, Circuit Court of Appeals then uh, lifted their uh, ban, and uh, same-sex marriages uh, are proceeding uh, in Utah and, and other states. I, I think, Senator Bacchus, uh, some, it's, it's more than 30 states now have, uh, have, have legalized same-sex marriage. Uh, you can reach us at 1-800-826-1495, 1-800-826-1495. What do you think? Uh, join us by email to upraxis at gmail.com, upraxis at gmail.com. We're on Twitter at Utah Public Radio, and you can join us on our Utah Public Radio Facebook page. Senator Baxter, I know we can only have you uh, for about another five minutes. So you have to go. Uh, I wanted to ask you about what looks like may be attempted at the uh, Utah legislature. You'll be a part of that, of course, uh, to... Uh, to rewrite uh, the laws on uh, marriages uh, subsequent to this uh, ruling or non-ruling by the Supreme Court. And I'm reading in the Tribune, uh, Representative Craig Powell, Republican from Heber City, has already opened a bill file to work on on this issue. What's, what's your, uh, what are your thoughts there? Well, it will depend on—this is a good test for 
the civility and the maturity of the legislature. I mean, there will be those, no doubt, who, like Mike Lee, will pontificate about this and that and uh, pretend like the Supreme Court didn't say what it said, which is incidentally what it didn't say, but nonetheless. Uh, and they will say, we're not changing our laws, and you can't make us change them, and it really won't matter. Um, that happens sometimes. Or we can come together as a state and say, all right, this is what the court has said. We, in civility and in reason, are going to make our laws conform. And I hope it's the latter. I haven't talked to enough of my colleagues yet to see where they are. Probably better to give them a few days to settle down and um, and come to a conclusion. But this this idea that people's fundamental rights, their religious rights, their right to have a family, their right to um, to freedom of expression should somehow be up for a vote. You know, what if what if we what if we put Senator Lee's right to read the Book of Mormon uh, in Mississippi up to the voters. The voters said, no, we actually don't think you ought to have that right. And it is fundamental to the United States of America that the Constitution protects the major- the minority, and in this case, <clears throat> um, a, a declining minority, uh, against the tyranny of the majority. So it doesn't matter if 99% of the people... Uh, believe something, if it is a protected constitutional right, then uh, it stands. That's one of the beauties of our system. Senator, uh, just a couple minutes uh, left uh, with you. I wonder, uh, now uh, the, the, the the right to marry for same-sex couples in Utah and uh, some 30-odd other states, uh, I want to ask you about uh, next steps, uh, the new horizons, uh, the total total battle for gay rights is not one, I think you would you would say. What what's next? Well, I think in Utah we need to get to uh, statewide non discrimination. Salt Lake City passed an ordinance. There's 17 other cities that have passed ordinances that prohibit job and and, uh, and uh, housing discrimination. We need to have that statewide. The LDS Church has come in in favor of that. Uh, that's something where we need um, to move, but. Perhaps the greatest issues for the LGBT community are the same issues for all Utahns. Cleaning up our air, especially in your neck of the woods. I mean, uh, it is making sure that we move off the bottom in educational funding. We're at the very bottom. It's making sure we protect our precious stewardship for the lands of our beautiful state. I mean, LGBT issues mush in 95% of the time as with the issues of everybody else about getting a good job and making sure that uh, the government runs effectively and that our university system is run. So I see less and less isolated LGBT issues and more and more merging as a community about what our Utah issues are. We will uh, leave it there. Senator Jim DeBacchus, uh, thank you so much for uh, for coming on with us. Great talking to you, as always. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Uh, we have, coming up following a break, we have uh, Bill Duncan 
with the Sutherland Institute. He's the director of the Center for Family and Society with Sutherland, and uh, he will get his reaction. And uh, later in the program, uh, Derek Kitchen, uh, whose name is on the lawsuit from Utah, Kitchen v. Herbert, uh, will get his reaction as well. We'd love to get your reaction. We do have an email here and a Facebook post. We'll read those, run those past Mr. Duncan. Uh, you can respond as well to 1-800-826-1495. What do you think about this news? U.S. Supreme Court declined yesterday to hear same-sex marriage appeals from Utah and four other states, letting stand lower court rulings that allow gays and lesbians to marry. And indeed, those uh, marriages, uh, licenses are being issued. Marriages are going forward uh, in Utah as we speak. The number is 1-800-826-1495. You can join us to our email, upraxcess at gmail.com, upraxcess at gmail.com. We're on Twitter, at Utah Public Radio, and you can join us on our Utah Public Radio Facebook page. Bill Duncan from Southern Institute coming up following this break. Programming on Utah Public Radio is made possible in part by our members and the Chamber Music Society of Logan, opening their season with the Brentano Quartet, with music by Mozart, Bartok, and Schubert. Tuesday, October 7th, 7.30, at the USU Performance Hall. Information is at cmslogan.org. Many people are downsizing their homes to live a simpler, greener life, but Professor Dumpster's radical living experiment sets a new low bar. Well, it's a standard 10 cubic yard dumpster, which means it's six foot by six foot at the base, and this one's actually quite tall. It's about seven feet. Green lessons from life in a dumpster. I'm Steve Kerwood, and that's next time on Living on Earth from PRI. Wednesday morning at 10 on Utah Public Radio. Thanks for listening to Access Utah. I'm Tom Williams. Uh, you no doubt know, unless you've been living in a cave, the U.S. Supreme Court uh, declined yesterday to hear same-sex marriage appeals from Utah and four other states. That lets stand uh, lower court rulings that allow gays and lesbians to marry. Within about an hour of that announcement, uh, uh, county clerks in Utah were issuing marriage licenses and marriages between same-sex couples were going forward uh, in Utah. We have talked with... Uh, Jim DeBacchus. Uh, previous to that, we got a reaction from Governor Herbert and from Attorney General Sean Reyes. Still to come, a conversation with Derek Kitchen, whose name is on the lawsuit from Utah, Kitchen v. Herbert. Right now, uh, we're bringing in uh, Bill Duncan. He's the Southern Institute's director of the Center for Family and Society. Mr. Duncan, uh, thanks for uh, joining us today. Thanks for having me on. Let me get your general reaction to the Supreme Court's uh, announcement. Well, I, I, I suspect my reaction is about the same as everyone else's, which was surprise. Uh, I think uh, uh, almost everybody, on you know, regardless of how they felt about the issue, uh, assumed the Supreme Court would, would take the case and kind of issue a, a formal, settled statement that would, you know, uh, you know, people would either accept or reject, but it would be it would be there, and instead uh, they didn't have <laughs> it, of course. And and uh, so I think everyone's uh, pretty surprised and maybe maybe shocked in some cases. Uh, and I, and I feel that way too. I think it would have been better for the Supreme Court to have have ruled on the case. But you know, having done that, uh, having having failed to do that, you know, uh, now it just uh, you will just have to watch what happens in the other states that still have cases pending. So uh, I assume you agree with Governor Herbert that, that the, he said the American people deserve to have this heard, uh, you know, no matter which way it comes out, in front of the Supreme Court, get to get absolute certainty on this. That is that your feeling? 
Well, I, I think we'll eventually get that. I mean, I think it would have been best if the Supreme Court had done that because a lot of the confusion and uncertainty that had existed that, that the Governor Herbert and others were talking about, you know, wouldn't it be good for the Supreme Court to, to resolve, came from the Supreme Court itself. And so uh, I'm, I'm thinking particularly of the decision in the summer of 2013 where uh, on the Federal Defense of Marriage Act where the court seemed to say on the one hand, well, you know, really this is up for the states to decide. But on the other hand, but but maybe it's wrong for for uh, uh, the government to recognize, you know, continue to recognize marriages that's been understood all through our history, and and those two those two uh, pieces seem to be in conflict. And uh, most district courts, of course, and, and lower courts jumped on the one piece and said, well, gosh, that must mean the state laws are all unconstitutional too. Um, and the states had been arguing, well, wait a second, then you tell us we get to decide this issue. Uh, that that kind of tension cre- created conflict and will continue to because there's at least five circuits where uh, five regions of the country where where the uh, federal courts have not made a final ruling. So that tension is going to stay there. If the Supreme Court had said this is what we meant, there would be some clarity there. But you know it, that's of course hindsight at, at this point, and there may be some reason the court had for for maybe wanting to take this case in the future, or I mean uh, take on this issue. Pardon me in the future. Uh, but but uh, you know, we we just don't know that there will be clarity at some point. It just won't happen as quickly as uh, I think uh, some had hoped. I'm reading in the papers this morning uh, quotes from several law professors who are saying, that in their opinion, uh, this essentially is a very clear signal from the Supreme Court how they are going to rule when they eventually take this up, and that is, uh, you know, if they. They see very clearly, according to these law professors, that uh, you know that you, you you're not going to be able to put the genie back in the bottle. Uh, do, do you see it that way? Do you you think this means that we know very clearly how the Supreme Court is going to rule when they take it up? Well, I I I, I think that's largely right. I, I, I want to say I'm, I've been chastised. I should have learned uh, some time ago not to try and guess what the Supreme Court thinks about things and how they're how they're going to go because uh, you know once again I've I've uh, not guessed correctly. Uh, and and I think many many other people uh, haven't either, and we you know we were all surprised. So it's hard to guess exactly where the Supreme Court is. But having said that, if if they had intended uh, uh, to perhaps issue a ruling in the future that the states are free to have uh, uh, their uh, you know to continue to understand marriage as they always had you know previous to to these lawsuits, it does seem strange that they would have um, sent the cases uh, you know they allowed the cases to be resolved at a lower level rather than. Uh, just holding on to them, which of course is in their power to do. Um, the one, the one piece of uh, I, I've heard someone argue that well, you know, they can't hold on to them forever, and it could take uh, it could take uh, months and months, and, and possibly even years to have a, a, um, a lawsuit at the circuit court level that goes the other way. And so they just had to resolve these and wait to see what happens in the future. That's that's also a possibility. I, I think I'd I'd say that the, you know. The balance of, of probabilities is that uh, the the a majority, probably a close majority, but a majority of the Supreme Court are fine with uh, same-sex marriage being imposed by the federal courts on all the states. Mm. So again, about, that's just my my your, sense or guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It it, it is uh, <laughs> it is a risky business to predict what the Supreme Court is going right. to do. Right. Um, uh, I wonder your reaction to, to Senator Bacchus. I don't know if you heard, you know were on hear, hearing him uh, earlier, but it, one point he made that's, that's shared by others. Uh, he said, 
responding to um, Senator Lee and others who say that uh, the, the will of the people was uh, was expressed in Amendment 3. Uh, he, he said that uh, my right to marry, speaking of him himself, uh, should not be determined by a vote of the people. It's a constitutional right. That's, of course, what the judge in Utah uh, ruled. That's, what, that's been upheld. What, what's, your, what's your view? Well, there, there's a true principle in there, and there's, a, I think, a carrying the principle a little far. So the, the true principle, of course, is if something is, is protected by the Constitution, then, then a majority vote doesn't change, you know, can't, can't change that. Uh, my my uh, disagreement would be that that's not required by the Constitution. The Constitution doesn't talk about uh, marriage. It doesn't uh, doesn't uh, say that the states have to change the definition of marriage to include same-sex couples. And I think it's a stretch to say that when the uh, framers of the 14th Amendment in 1868 approved that amendment, they were intending to take from the states and from the people of the states the ability to decide an issue like this. Um, the, the, the fundamental rights in the Constitution, the Supreme Court has, has pointed out in the past, have to be uh, identified with, you know, they have to be identified very narrowly. And once identified, we have to show that they're consistent with the history and tradition of the nation. And uh, that, that uh, hasn't happened here. And again, that's one of the reasons why a Supreme Court decision might have been helpful. They might have uh, addressed that that concern, but, but they didn't, and, and uh, uh, you know, so at this point, it's just a disagreement about uh, what the Constitution means, and, um, uh, you know, and, and as others have said, that, uh, one that we can handle with uh, civility and, and trying to uh, convince our, our neighbors and friends uh, in a, a state like this where people are, I think, naturally, or seem to be natural, I guess no one is naturally civil, but People in Utah are pretty good at it, and, and uh, I think I think that discussion will go on in a, in a very helpful way. If you just joined us, we're talking with Bill Duncan. He's with the Sutherland Institute, and we're getting his reaction to the Supreme Court's announcement yesterday that they will not be taking up Utah's or four other states' uh, cases on same-sex marriage. It effectively, at least for now, um, allows uh, same-sex marriages in Utah and other uh, states. Yeah, we'd love to get your reaction to this at 1-800-826-1495. You can call us. You can join us by email to upraxcess at gmail.com. We're on Twitter at Utah Public Radio, and uh, you can join us on our Utah Public Radio Facebook page. Uh, Bill Duncan, uh, a few comments have uh, come in. We'll, uh, we'll just read these, and, and if you'd like to comment uh, back as well. This one is directed uh, specifically uh, uh, to you and the uh, Center for Family and Society. Uh, this is Dolores on our Facebook page. If the CFS uh, truly believed what they say, they'd be working just as hard to ban divorces for married couples with children. That's an interesting one because actually we 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 do work on that issue. We uh, we've been to the legislature a number of times working on uh, divorce reform and trying to uh, do away with the system that uh, currently allows for one spouse to uh, choose without the consent of the other to end a marriage when there's no showing of uh, abuse or um, uh, abandonment or adultery or some you know some of those uh, traditional uh, fault uh, reasons that uh, divorces have been granted. So we we. You know, we, we, uh, hope, we're hoping that the legislature is going to be open to that discussion. They've been a little hesitant in the past, but uh, you know, we think it's important to, to rethink the, uh, the divorce laws in our state. So we're certainly in agreement with that. 
Uh, and this uh, comes in from Kent in Hyde Park via email to upraxcess at gmail.com. Uh, Kent says, There are many examples in history of societies choosing that which is wrong and veiling it in the cloak of the greater good. The federal sanction of a relationship between gays and lesbians is one of these. No matter what is impassionately said in favor of it, gay marriage is wrong, will always be wrong. Saying that the color black is actually white does not make it so. Truth is always truth, and nothing will change it in the end. That's Kent in, in Hyde Park. Yeah. I, don't, I don't necessarily think uh, that was calling for me to have a reaction, but, I, but I, think, I think there are some important points maybe that are implied there, and that is that... Um, you know, we're we're going to have to continue to. I mean, th- th- this kind of uh, this kind of uh, public discussion that's proceeded is not going to end now that uh, you know now that the courts have spoken. The courts have spoken on other issues in the past and uh, have been wrong. Uh, you know, the obvious, really glaring example would be the the separate but equal uh, ruling in the late 1800s. And uh, you know, I think it's I think it's uh, appropriate for for people that. Because the Supreme Court seems to think one thing, and again, we don't really know what they think in this case because they didn't say. But, but even if we sort of assume they, they mean one thing, that doesn't mean the discussion's over. And, and uh, although we we want to do that so constructively, we, we you know I, I don't think anybody. I hope no one would say that when the Supreme Court has spoken, that that's the end of discussion. Uh, that's that's not the kind of government we have in our country. And and uh, you know I think I think reality. Uh, of uh, children's needs and uh, of the reality of differences between men and women are, are things we'll continue to have to uh, uh, grapple with in our laws. And uh, so, you know, the discussion continues. What What's the the next horizons? I asked uh, Senator Bacchus this. What, uh, what is next? Um, uh, there are still some states where this has not been... Uh, that been ruled on. I think there's 30 plus states where where uh, same-sex marriages has been legalized now. Uh, do you, the Southern Institute, help help in those uh, battles? What's the next? What's the next step? Well, I think uh, you're exactly right. the the um, the next The next obvious step is that you've got these five circuits that where you have cases at varying levels. Some at the very lowest level, some at the middle level. And um, we're going to have to see what happens if one of those uh, circuits. Uh, uh, were to rule that actually the Constitution does not require the states within their region to recognize same-sex marriages, then um, potentially the Supreme Court could uh, be be sort of required or, or, or their hand would be forced and they'd have to take a, a case like this in the future. Uh, so that's one possibility. The other is that the, the you know all of the lower courts will, will read the uh, decision yesterday or the lack of decision yesterday in the same way that, that you described earlier, many people, many commentators have, have, and that is to say, well, they're basically saying, they're kind of winking at us and saying, you get our meaning, don't you? And, and you know, they, so they may all just sort of fall into line. Um, and, and uh, you know, this is, this is, uh, this is the sort of the interesting piece of the law when we watch uh, what develops and, and what the future is likely to hold. Um, we now have uh, 30 states that would be directly affected by um, either their own decisions uh, at the state level or by court order, and now by the federal through the federal courts, we have 30 states that will, uh, in some way, be required to recognize same-sex marriages. Uh, but even within those 30 states, there'll probably be some 
variations. You know, uh, they're, 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 for instance, the, you had five states that were involved in the lawsuits, but there are lots of states within those circuits that were not involved in lawsuits. Uh, Wyoming or Kansas in the 10th Circuit, for instance, or North and South Carolina in the 4th Circuit. So how they respond to the lawsuits is not clear either. Then you've got Texas, Louisiana, Mississippi, and the in some of those other states that haven't had a lawsuit to be decided yet. So, you know, it's, it, it'll still be months before we know, and, and perhaps a year before we know, um, pardon me, what, what the future's going to hold. Now, I'm sure you've heard this argument, that we just have a couple minutes left here, that, um, you know, what... What, what do you care if, if uh, you know, if uh, we're a same-sex couple and we married? Sure. How is that impacting your marriage? And you've said your statement uh, to the Deseret News, and I think it's on Sutherland Institute uh, website as well, that um, the, the lower courts, uh, the higher courts, failed to uh, correct the lower courts in depriving the people of Utah and other states of their ability to protect the idea that children are entitled to be raised by a married mother and father. So I wonder if you could uh, just briefly state state that case. Sure. We think that the law sends a message. Law, you know, laws uh, can, can prohibit behavior, they can promote it, but they also just send messages. They teach us different things. And the law that relates to same-sex marriage is that it teaches the message that men and women are basically interchangeable, and you don't need one of each to make a, a valid marriage. And, of course, the, the corollary of that is that mothers and fathers are, are interchangeable. And uh, although, you know, in many ways that legal issue uh, may be resolved in a way that's not favorable to our position, we still think there's uh, a good argument to make that children do, whenever possible, uh, deserve to be raised by their own married mother and father. Children aren't just uh, commodities to be purchased or, or acquired for adult interests, but have their own interests that, that to come by virtue of their being born. And one of those is that entitlement to be raised by a married mother and father wherever possible. Of course, there'll be situations for death or, or uh, inability of a parent to take care of their child, but that, uh, you know, we, we need to make exceptions. But uh, our concern is that uh, by making the exception the rule, we've, you know, we obviously dilute uh, the rule itself. And, and that's, that's the kind of thing that we'll, we'll continue to, to try and convince others, and uh, some people will be convinced and others will think... Uh, uh, maybe we're a little irrational, but uh, we hope over time if, uh, that, that we can uh, convince others that our our position is true. Bill Duncan with the Sutherland Institute has uh, been with us. Thanks so much for coming on with us today. Oh, thanks for having me. And uh, we are going to bring in next uh, Derek Kitchen, who uh, his his name is, I guess now famous. Derek Kitchen, uh, you're 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 the Kitchen in Kitchen v. Herbert. Uh, let me just get uh, w- welcome you to the program. First of all, thanks for coming on. Hey, thanks for having me. Uh, your general reaction? Yes, you're, you're, you must be pleased. I'm very pleased. Uh, I, yesterday, I was surprised, shocked, and then thrilled. Um, and today, uh, you know, it's just a little bit of a, you know, trying to relax and come down from all of the celebrating yesterday. Uh, but you know, I'm really, really thrilled with. Uh, the decision from the Supreme Court yesterday. We say decision, not an opinion, but it definitely was a decision. Now, are you are you worried at all that uh, you know in next term or the term after the court might take this up uh, and rule against you? You know, I do hope the court decides to take up this issue sooner rather than later, because you know we have a patchwork of legal work, of legal laws right now. In the country, 60% of the country now has 
legal marriage equality and, you know, the other 30% does not. So that's, you know, not very conducive to equality. But, you know, so I do hope that the Supreme Court decides to take a marriage equality case sooner rather than later so we can have some finality to this issue. But I'm not worried about losing, you know, the metaphor, you can't really put the toothpaste back in the tube after it's been, you know, scores out. I think that's kind of where we stand here. The Supreme Court isn't going to take away marriages, and there's no reason for them to. So I think the way your case came about, uh, you and your partner did not get married during that brief window, and and uh, I don't know if the time closed or whatever, but that, that led you to, to file this, this suit, right? So uh, we filed our case in March 2013, which led to the marriages in December of 2013. Oh, okay. Uh, we held off on getting married just so that we could see our case through. Oh, okay. All right. Okay. So, so now, did, did you get married? Are you, are you going to get married? We will be planning. Yeah, we're going to be planning a wedding sometime early next year, 2015, um, and then you know from there we'll start doing the other business of life, family planning, kids, all the jazz. You're gonna you're gonna adopt kids. Yeah, we're, we're yeah okay. we're planning for children. You know, uh, you know we're in our late twenties. This is the stuff we planned on doing our entire life: uh, children, getting married, and and a wedding just must come first for us. But yeah, I mean we we have the same hopes and dreams as everybody else out there, same as every other straight couple. So yeah, I mean we're just very optimistic about the future after today yesterday's decision. Mm. Well, I, I assume you were at the celebration last night. Yeah, we were there. What, uh, I guess, jubilant mood? A lot of happy people. Yeah, everybody was just um, very, very joyous, celebrating. Um, a lot of folks had already been married in that window uh, earlier last year, um, and, you know, so they didn't rush down to get married. But there were a number of folks who, who did get married for the first time yesterday, and I'm sure there will be, you know, there's no... There's no uh, window to close on this. So I think people are just planning their marriages, you know, on their own timeline, which is, you know, what we wanted all along. Uh, things can kind of, I guess, slow down and get a little more regular at this point. Yeah, that's the goal. Uh, hopefully for at least Moody and I, my partner and I, we're hoping that, you know, now that the, the case has been resolved, that we can just get back to life, um, running our business, taking care of stuff. Um, it's kind of been chaotic for the past, uh, 15 months in our life, but uh, we're, we're, we're glad that, you know, it's over with now. And, you know, we accomplished everything we set out to do. When we filed our case originally, we just wanted to get married in Utah. And we never had any expectation that it would go to the Tenth Circuit or even to the Supreme Court. And, you know, I'm just thrilled that, you know, six states and under the Tenth Circuit now have marriage equality thanks to our efforts and uh, the efforts of our co-plaintiffs. So... It's a good day. Yeah, you'll be in the history books. <laughs> well, I, I, you know, I guess that's just icing on the cake for yeah, us. Yeah. We're just excited to marry. Right. Let me get a few comments in from uh, listeners. By the way, uh, we just have uh, oh, about five minutes left. We're talking to Derek Kitchen right now. And you can comment on the Supreme Court's uh, announcement at 1-800-826-1495. You can uh, reach us by email to upraxcess at gmail.com. Uh, we are on Twitter at Utah Public Radio, and you can join us on our Utah Public Radio Facebook page uh, as well. This comment from 
Mama Joe in Cache Valley he says uh, this is directed more to Mr. Duncan. I'll just read it though. My impression of the conservative movement and the Sutherland Institute in particular is that there is a strong stance against government intervention. Does it not seem like government intrusion to say who can get married and who can get divorced? So that's from uh, Joe. Uh, here is a comment from Carla in St. George. She says, I'm so grateful that I live in a republic where the constitutional rights of individuals are protected regardless of whether they are those of the majority. As an LDS woman, I realize that my beliefs may not be voted as acceptable by the majority nationwide, so I'm thankful that individual rights continue to be safeguarded under the law. Most of us would fit into this minority category in some way, and I should think very carefully before we try to change the law to fit our personal, sometimes narrow views. As an aside, if churches years ago, instead of putting money and resources into Proposition 8 laws, had supported the idea of civil unions with full benefits under the law, leaving marriage to be defined by churches themselves, we may not be in this adversarial position today, but that is all water under the bridge. Congratulations, she says, to all my brothers and sisters who now have the right to make a commitment, raise families in security, and enjoy the same protection and benefits under the law as other committed couples. I celebrate this decision with you. Uh, Mr. Kitchen, I wonder, do uh, you have a reaction to Carla's comments? Yeah, you know, I'm really grateful that she said that, um, because it illustrates, I think, the the sentiments of Utahns more broadly. You know, I think there's a misconception that, you know, we're split or divided on this issue and uh, and that it's based on religious lines or um, political lines. And, and I disagree. I think at this point, you know, marriage is a Utah value. Family is a Utah value. And I think that whether you're Mormon or not, or you're a Republican or a Democrat, I, I've with our experience in this case, it has been, we have been received with wide arms by, you know, all walks of life. So, you know, I think that many people in this state share her, her sentiment on, on this, and I really appreciate her saying that, and, you know, I'm glad that she's there celebrating with us. I heard, uh, I heard through a friend of at least one um, you know, reaction to this that wasn't uh, positive on a, on a Facebook site. Uh, my friend said that somebody had posted something, uh, you know, fairly, I don't know how you'd phrase it, you know, negative. I wonder, in general, what reaction have you been getting? As far as negative reactions go? Ne- negative or positive, or what's what's been the tenor of reactions that you've heard or seen? You know, seen? It's, um, strangers from, you know, all over the state have messaged me on Facebook or through my email or have come to me at the farmer's market, and they just want to hug and celebrate. And I, like I said, this isn't a political issue anymore. This is a, this is a, a matter of equality. And, and I think that people are real, people realize that we live in a country that allows us to, um, to interpret the constitution, to expand equality. And we are in the process of establishing a more perfect union as an ongoing basis. And I think that, you know, people are just excited to, to see others, um, celebrate and uh, and enjoy the same rights and liberties as everybody else has. And so, you know, I would say that I have had 100% support with maybe not 100%. I've had one or two negative comments, but, you know, it's just been overwhelmingly positive for, for both my partner Moody and I and the other plaintiffs in this case. And so, you know, we're just so blessed to live in Utah because we really are a state that values family, that values love, and that values taking care of your friends and family. And so I think that, you know, this has just a, been a great experience for everybody. And, you know, just on another note, I feel blessed to be able to get out there and uh, and talk about my relationship because people have grown to know us in a lot of ways. And, and, and 
you know, getting to know us, they realize that we are just like everybody else. We have, you know, the same the same desires out of our life as everyone else. And, and so I think that this has started a conversation that you can't really stop. Uh, we are your neighbors, your family members. Uh, gay people come from all walks of life and, and all religious beliefs. And so, you know, we deserve a place at the table just as much as anybody else. And uh, finally, this comment from uh, Dave in Cache Valley. He says, you know, Tom, there is really nobody except heterosexuals to blame for the presence of gay people. It's the heterosexuals who keep having all these gay kids. That's, uh, that's his comment. I wonder, um, Derek Kitchen, finally, we just have a minute left. Uh, what, what are the next steps? Are you going to be in, still involved in, uh, in, in the movement, shall we say? You're, you've been involved in Restore Humanity. Uh, you know, going to keep active? Well, I, I'm not actually really involved with the Restore Humanity group, but they do great work in the community. Uh, my goal is to just get back to, to you know, my normal life, but I do intend to continue to uh, uh, make my myself available and to uh, get out there and speak to the need to be more inclusive for everybody, not just gays and lesbians and transgender people, but, you know, people from all walks of life i think we just need to focus on building a world that's inclusive and as long as you know i keep that in mind there will be lots of work to do we will leave it there derek kitchen has been our guest in this last part of the uh, program uh thank you so much yeah thank you for having me have a great day you too and uh, much more to be said, of course, on this issue. You can keep those comments coming at upraxis at gmail.com. We're on Twitter at Utah Public Radio, and you can comment on our Utah Public Radio Facebook page as well. Coming up tomorrow on the program, uh, national best-selling author Diane Ackerman will talk about the human age, the world shaped by us, and others of her books. That's the program tomorrow. Hope you'll join us then. In the meantime, I'm Tom Williams. Thanks for listening to Access Utah. Hi, it's Lynn Rosetto-Casper. This week we talked to Chef Mario Batali about the key to becoming a good cook. Now, he believes it's all in the farmers. Yes, their products, but also their culture of hard work and pride. Join us. That's this week on The Splendid Table, the show about life's appetites from 8 p.m. Tuesday morning at 10 on Utah Public Radio. Access Utah is a production of Utah Public Radio. You can listen to this episode or previous episodes of Access Utah anytime at upr.org, where you can find a link to subscribe to our podcast. This is Utah Public Radio, KUSR HD1 Logan, KUSK HD1 Vernal, KUSL HD1 Richfield, KUST HD1 Moab, KCEU Price, and KUSU FM HD1 Logan.